Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving to you too. Did you have fun with your family? I did. Did you? Small, small gathering of just uh, my dad, my mom, my sister, myself, my grandmother, and my great grandmother. Nice. Yep. She's how old? Ninety-six. Jeez, wow. Yeah. Good for her. Also, my uncle stopped by, and he is uh, probably the most hilarious person I've ever met. So this is the guy that was, was in Vietnam. Was nice. No, no, his brother. Oh, uh, okay. Other yeah, uncle. Uh, this is my uncle Kevin. He's a truck driver. Oh, I bet he's got stories. Oh yeah. Truck big, drivers always got big stories. Time. Mm-hmm. So, um, wait, where's the where's our guest for tonight? Uh oh. Did did you? Did you not book a guest? No. I, you didn't either? Oh, jeez. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, I guess you're doing this, then. All right. <laughs> Hang on. Let me, go, let me go pull somebody off the street. Yeah, let's, let's just get, let's some, get, random some, fucking, kid with, get some, some random kid with a skateboard and a bunch of track marks. Some, and <laughs> some drunk from South Street. That'd be so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids, that's the show this week. Good night. We're done. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, we're gonna do a uh, we're gonna do a question and answer kind of show. Dylan and I are gonna ask ask each other some stupid questions, and we're also uh, we've uh, posted on Facebook. Hopefully, this doesn't backfire in our faces. And we posted <laughs> on Facebook and said we're we're taking questions from our tens of listeners. To <laughs> see, let's just see how how effed up this gets. Um, yeah, we are, we're semi live tonight. We are quasi live. We are taking questions live. This still won't air for like four more days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all new. It's all new to us, man. We're, we're we're trying something out new here, man. Dylan, when you uh, for so yesterday Thanksgiving dinner stuff, mm-hmm. did you get the uh, obligatory? How's the music thing going? No, actually, nobody asked me about um, any of that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Which is which is okay. That's you know, weird. I didn't really want to talk about it. So yeah, no, I, I never want to. I, yeah. I never, especially like, I really don't want to talk to them about it because they have no real frame of reference. Like you know, well, well some of my family does, but the musicians in my family have all pretty much moved away. Uncle Tommy's mm-hmm. the only one who, who's still around that plays, but he doesn't. He's a drummer. He doesn't really get out that much. He yeah. should get out because mm-hmm. he's he's a really fucking good drummer. But um, actually, my my uncle he he did ask me. Um, when I was leaving, he was like, "You're still doing music," and uh, I, I'm usually I'm, I'm like pretty mild mannered around my family, but you know, I had a couple, couple drinks, and I was just like, "Hell yeah!" And everybody laughed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's so unlike me in my family life. Oh hell yeah, Uncle! <laughs> <laughs> see, you know, <clears throat> when you've been, you've been a kid around all these people so long, you forget that. You can actually act like an adult now. Yeah, no, I, it, you know, you know, getting, you know, graduating from the kid table, mm-hmm. you know, and our family events were huge when I was younger because everyone still lived so close mm-hmm. and no one was divorced yet. So like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, family, like family Thanksgiving and family Christmas and Easter. We're all big. We're you know all kind of big deals. We would all do something together, mm-hmm. and and as we've gotten older, it's kind of gotten thinned out a bit. My my sister splits her holiday time with her bro- with my brother in law's family, and my brother yeah. my brother Josh moved out to Texas. So like we're you know I'll see him in like five fucking years. I'm not I'm not going out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hot and stupid in Texas. <laughs> I don't like Texas. But anyway, um, uh, there's, there's good part. But uh, but uh, yeah, oh, it's 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 still one of those things that I've dealt with. It's it's funny. The one year that I didn't get a lot of questions from family at all the at any of the family events was the year that I split up with my ex-wife. Because, um, like, the only question I was getting asked is, so how you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, everyone was, like, walking on eggshells around me for, like, you know, for those holidays. And I'm like, what? I'm I'm here. <laughs> like, I brought I brought booze. I brought food. Let's, let's have a nice day. And everyone's like, is he okay? Is he, he's not going to. He's not gonna fucking kill himself, is he? Oh, like, no. Gee, no, God, no! I'm not gonna kill myself. <laughs> not for this. You know, I lose, I lose, I lose forty million dollars in the stock market. I'm, I'm, I'm a wash. I might kill myself, but <laughs> my wife kicks me out of the house. Yeah, not the ah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> not to say I wasn't devastated in that moment, right? Because you know, it was such a moment when it all finally, when it all actually became reality mm-hmm. that we're not gonna work this out. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a 
boom moment. In but it really didn't last me more than a day. And I was I was like at that after that day or so, I was like, all right, let's start getting my shit together. Uh-huh. Let's start fucking putting the shows together. And then every time I saw family, it was like, oh, is he okay? Like, I'm <laughs> fucking fine. Like, <laughs> onward and upward. Do I seem like the mopey kind of guy to you? <laughs> Am I going to dwell on things? Oh, well. I, I guess think we'll... I, was, uh, I, I was channeling a little bit of my grandfather yesterday. Because we, we were at his house, and you know he's, he's, been, he's been gone for two years, I guess. Um, but he had a great sense of humor. And he would sometimes laugh inappropriately. At things, and there was this one story that that he loved. Well, I'll, I'll tell it the other way. I'll tell it the other way. So my sister is telling a story about a, a girl who fainted. She went to Washington D.C. for a school trip, and a girl fainted during the changing of the guard. Oh, it's a Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was funny, and I started laughing. And you know, everybody was like, "Well, yeah, that's not funny." I'm like, "Well, it kind of is. It's not really a great time to faint." Like, yeah. God, and also, I you know, that's funny. And that that guy, you know, those guys are doing that. Yeah, it's, it's all such, day. Such like a perfect thing. And they ne- and they never. I've, I've been there a couple of times. Actually, I went with I went with with my uh, with my with my father's father, my my grandpa who, who passed away. Two years ago, mm-hmm. um, but we went when I was—I guess I was like nine or ten. Did the whole Smithsonian thing, but I remember being so impressed uh-huh. with that pageantry and with that, with the respect that that soldier gave that 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 job, you know. Yeah. And it was really—it was—I thought it was really something. I, I you know, what? I probably if I was there. And I saw a kid just pass out and faint in the middle of that. I probably would have cracked up, too. Right. So it's, it's funny. And you know? there, there's this story that my grandfather always used to tell when he was uh, he was in church one time. Um, and he went to he went to a Catholic school. And they were all there. And this, this kid fainted in the middle of Mass. And he would crack up every time he told this story. So I think uh, <laughs> I think I inherited my love of fainting from him. Well, I, th- I think we I think we all channel our grandfathers. Uh, I mean, I do every day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you like this. This is my grandfather's shirt. Oh wow! This is one of his flannels. We all like it, most of us got one of his flannel shirts uh, when he passed. Hmm. Um, the hat and scarf that I wear, my 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 grandfather pop he made that. My mom, oh, cool. my mom's father he passed away. Oh gosh, eleven years ago. I want to say, yeah, it's like eleven years ago, um, something like that. Anyways, um, but I I wear his I, that that corduroy jacket of mine. Yeah, that's I'll his. That that's his. You know, <laughs> I, I'm. Ch- it's it's like it's like I. It's almost like I, I surround myself with stuff that are, that was my grandfather's is is both of them because I'm driving my grandfather's old car. My my that's dad right. my dad's dad gave me that car, that '95 Camry. Well, the the uh, the briefcases you carry your wires all his in. all mm-hmm. jacks yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I'm 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 constantly using their stuff, and honestly, that's like. Probably the most superstitious thing about me is I feel like that if I have a, something of theirs with me when I leave my house, it's like a cloak of protection. Because mm. like I, I don't feel that. I don't believe in ghosts per se. I do believe in good energy, mm-hmm. and I think that the things that, of theirs that that I have hold a lot of really good energy. Definitely. So that's my like my you know. Deflector shields against the universe trying to send all kinds of butt fuckery my way. <laughs> I don't know. That's like the best way I can justify what I'm doing here, but I guess we should start the show. All right. I guess we'll start the show right after I do that. You guys are hearing that. Good. And then I add a little arsenic to my whiskey. That's how you bring the flavor out, yeah, Dylan. that's how you do it. That's how you bring the flavor out. And I guess we are going to start the show. Welcome, boys and girls, once again. 
to Ya Good, a very special Thanksgiving edition of Ya Good. Once again, and as always, this show is brought to us by our good friends at the Original Music School of Morristown, shaping young minds for over 15 years. Wow. Oh, my God. Fantastic teachers, fantastic staff, and truly just one of the coolest spaces to get to, to take lessons, to, to, to record, to to write, to create, to really, it's a really cool space. And meet people. And, su- and absolutely meet people. All the ladies hang out at Rizal Music School. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh man. No guests this week. We kind of screwed the pooch. Thanksgiving week, everything kind of got waylaid. Yeah, you know, it, it's, uh, I was kind of thinking about that last night. I was like, um, oh, it's over. Oh, whoops. Oh, I didn't prepare for this at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, time to put so up we're just, just going to make it up as we go along. I got a great idea. So, all right. So what Dylan and I did before we started uh, recording is we both wrote down four questions for each other to ask. This is how we're going to start uh, this 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 uh, bit of buggery that we've got going today. Um, are we getting questions already from the Internet? Let's see. Oh, goodness. Don't don't read them out loud just yet. Okay. We, we're we're, we're going to field your questions. We're not just taking them all shot for shot because unless we only get like three questions. In which case, yes, we will tell you our waist size. <laughs> but, uh, but I got an idea. How about we rock, paper, scissors, best two out of three to see who asks the first question. Does that sound good? Sounds good. All right. So we're, just to be clear, mm-hmm. and I want you guys to understand this, that this is the way rock, paper, scissors should be played. You don't go one, two, three. You go one, two, three, shoot. Yeah. So it's, always it's always, I've gotten in so many arguments like, like over who goes first playing pool at a bar or whatever. Because like, guys will be like, let's rock, paper, scissors for it. Okay. And they go. No. Like, no, you're an idiot. <laughs> No, it's all, all, what what in what in, in what universe is anything ever started on a three count? Oh, it's totally. and a one and a two and a three and ah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all and right. And a one and a two and a three. Ready to do this? Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. Ready? Rocks, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, ah. both scissors. Rocks, paper, scissors, shoot. Paper. Ah, Nick. Ah, all right. So I am going to ask you uh, the voice question. And my first question, Dylan, it's a, it's a softball pitch. It's a, okay. this, it's, it's like, this is like a do you like puppies question. Put me in, coach. Top five movie soundtracks. Oh, shit. That was one of my questions. See, too. I told you we should have we should have shared it. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to write another question. See? This is... Oh, boy. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that would happen. All right, top five... <laughs> Top five movie soundtracks. Yes, yes. Well, my question was was favorite movie score, so I only wrote down one answer, so I'm going to have to think of the other ones. But um, Tron Legacy, definitely up there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Daft Punk did that one. Uh, Really? Yeah. No shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I've seen that. I've seen that like two or three times. Actually, I th- I, I really like Tron Legacy. Yeah. It was a good movie. Yeah, it was. Did you ever see? You've seen the original? I'm, I'm oh, assuming. I love the original. Because that I like grew up with that. Jeff Bridges, yeah. you know, getting pixelated into a fucking <laughs> supercomputer. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. It's so weird. There's a lot of things that don't make a lot of sense, but. I, I fucking love it. I it's don't care a, what anybody it's, says. It's, I, I thought it was a really cool movie, and it's it's funny how it's it's for as hokey as the the animation and the the computer mm-hmm. graphics are, mm-hmm. it still does kind of hold up. Yeah, it's like there are there are certainly aspects of that film that still like resonate today. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. So okay, so Tron, Tron, Legacy. Tron, Tron Legacy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I. I always love all the Jurassic Park soundtracks. That was John Williams. Did yeah. those? Was that John Williams? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he did. He did. He's, I mean, he's done everything. Well, he's Star done a lot of really Wars, good stuff. Indiana Jones, Jaws, but I, I feel like the the Jurassic Park. I feel like he just lives in Steven Spielberg's basement. He does. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him there. <laughs> what, what, what were you doing in Steven Spielberg's basement? That's for another show. I, sh- I probably shouldn't ask you. <laughs> I'll ask you in like six years when like the statute of limitations is probably run out. Yeah, good then, then we'll readdress this. <laughs> okay. it's, it's like so emotional and moving and like... When when the Brachiosaurus stands up in the beginning of the movie and I cry every time I see it, it's, it's great. It's great, and I feel like the music helps that. 
Oh, for sure. I mean, like it's and it's it's why I'm, it's kind of why I'm asking these questions. This question is because it's it is like the the score and the soundtrack of a movie mm-hmm. really like. It can make or break a movie. Yeah. Like, uh, I was watching Moneyball. It's, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's, uh, it's I saw a, it on a plane one time. <laughs> I don't really remember much. Well, you know, I feel like one of the reasons that movie is forgettable, it was a good movie, but I, there was literally no fucking soundtrack. Oh. Nothing. No score, no soundtrack. There's like maybe two seconds of him listening to a song in the gym or in his truck. But like there's no real soundtrack to to speak of in that entire film. Mm. And it really kind of ticked me off because it's a baseball movie. Like where's my... <laughs> like you know, give me something. Like there's uh-huh. got to be some. Like and there's like in a montage moment, there should be at least something. Yeah. With like the rhythm of the baseball bats, you know, you know, something. I feel like they really missed a, an opportunity there. I feel like the movie would have been well, more well received if it had an actual fucking soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, also. Okay. Lord of the Rings. Um, I'm torn between Fellowship and Two Towers. Oh, two towers! Yeah. Uh, if I had to, I, I, if I, I had to make up your mind for you, yeah, Fellowship has that that Hobbit song though. Well, you know, you got to remember too, like because like you know, you said like the Jurassic Park movies, mm-hmm. you know, like the soundtrack, the score to the to Lord of the Rings movies, you know, like they, like they it's using music to call back to other moments. Yeah. So like you'll hear like hints of the theme from the Shire. Mm-hmm. Sprinkled into those calmer moments between, you know, uh, between, uh, you know, Samwise and Fr- and Frodo, you yeah. know. So like, I, love that I feel like you can. I feel like that's another one of those you can say like Lord of the Rings trilogy, and, yeah. and call and call it a day on on your third pick. Mm-hmm. So. I love the, the the like industrial, uh, like the uh, what is that Isengard, the that sounds a vibe for it too. It is. It, it is. It's very unsettling. And they got like the dun, hammer dun, sounds in there. And, oh, man. Dun, dun, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh, gosh. I can't believe I just snorted in the microphone. I'm getting over a cold, people. I'm sorry. Sounds okay. like it really doesn't sound like you're getting over this, this cold. It sounds like you're settling in. Yeah. With this yeah, cold. yeah. You know, it's wishful thinking. <laughs> I'm going to try to not snot anymore. Just don't breathe on me. Okay. You know, just point point your head down. Just yeah, don't look at me. Just keep your head pointed. Yeah, don't. Just you know, what? just okay. turn around. Just I'll, turn around. I'll do this. I'll speak through my head. Um, I'm not gonna say Star Wars. I like I like the Star Wars songs, but but you know that's it. But John Williams already got his nod here. Yeah, so. he, already, he already got his. his yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, Tron. Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Um, uh, you know what? Um, I know I, this might be hokey to say, but I think the, the 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 song choices in Guardians of the Galaxy was really good. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and you know, I'm I'm glad that that music got to be brought out for um, you know people who are into those movies, but maybe aren't into older music. Or like, didn't oh, yeah. even realize that oh, this, you know the songs are still good. They still hold up this, after all this time. I had this one uh, server slash bartender Jose. He was uh, he was he worked at my uh, my open mic at Paragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got a job working for a record uh, a record player making company. Like they make these custom turntables and shit. So he got a really sweet. He got a really cool job. Uh-huh. But uh, after that move, after Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Every open mic, he would make me play the Pina Colada song, at, like as like as like the closing song. Mm-hmm. How like how, like how I used the Walton A at at the exchange. Yeah, it was the Pina Colada song for like I don't know a year because <laughs> he heard, like and he, I don't know Jose's what twenty four twenty five. But yo, that's my jam, dude. <laughs> I'm like, is it really? I fucking love that song, bro. Like, all right, well. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. yeah, here you go. Here's your. This song is so silly. But it's, it's it like, is, oh, man, but it's that, but that, it's that progression but is it's so fun. Good. It's a fun song. You can you know that Gardens of the Galaxy. That was a great mm-hmm. soundtrack. That was a fucking great soundtrack. Yeah. I love that soundtrack. Yeah. Oh my god. And so I, so number five. I know exactly what it's gonna be. Shoot. Batman. 
19. By Prince. You motherfucker. Yep. You took my first one. Oh, that's my number one. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fucking That's good. my number one. I, I, you know, it's funny, um, you know. Because I've seen the future, and it will be. Yeah, I've seen the future. <laughs> and it will be. I used to go to the, the Denver Library all the time, which I eventually ended up working Jerry at. Jerry, get you out there, yeah. I would go there with my grandmother, and we would take out the Batman cassette all the time. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't think I'd even seen the movie Dude, this yet. is so weird. I didn't even know who Prince was. That is so weird. Yeah. Because... I swear to God, I wore out my copy of the Batman soundtrack on cassette when I was a kid. Uh-huh. I listened to that every fucking day. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a good decade older than you, dude. Mm-hmm. So, like, I grew up, that was my Batman. Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton is my Batman. And that soundtrack was fucking awesome. Yeah. Now, there wasn't one dud on that on that soundtrack, and people, nope. and people have made fun of it mm-hmm. and panned it, and it gets made fun of in Shaun of the Dead. Oh no! Remember, remember when they when they first start fighting the zombies and they're throwing records. I'm embarrassed to say I've never seen Shaun. You never? Oh, they, oh, they, oh, it's a great bit. But like they're like you know, they're trying to figure out how to kill zombies. So one of the you know, you know Nick Frost's character. Uh, uh, who cares? Anyway, he grabs he grabs Shaun's record collection and starts like frisbee like ninja star throwing records at the <laughs> zombies, and he's like. That, that, that one, that's a that's a first print. Smash. <laughs> and then all right, which ones can we throw? And they're like, they're going through the they're going through. They're like, no, not that one. No, not that one. The Batman soundtrack. Throw it. <laughs> like, really? Aww, that was such a great fucking album. And it's it's actually a really expensive vinyl piece. Because mm. it's it's like one of those records that it's sold, it's sold and it's sold, and then you know, then it disappeared. Um I th- I saw it at a at a record store. In uh, where the fuck was I? I think it was in Princeton, and I saw I saw this record store in Princeton, and it was 120 bucks Holy for, an un, for an unopened original press of the Batman soundtrack. Oh man! I mean, it's a great record. It's a really good record. But mm-hmm. that was that's that's like that was my first rebut to this was to say the Batman soundtrack because it's really one of the greatest fucking albums ever. Yeah. Because Tim that? Burton just, 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 just said, said to Prince, give me nine songs. Yeah. And Prince came back and said, I gave you ten. I hung out on set <laughs> and, you know, got, got with Kim Basinger and, you know, it's a great time for everybody. I think it's, ba- I think it's Basinger. Basinger? Yeah, it was mm. Basinger. Okay. Did you know that, that Prince, even though Warner Brothers didn't ask him to, he, he wrote he wrote a soundtrack for Batman uh, Returns and Batman Forever. I had heard that, just, and they didn't use it. Just to have it for himself. So now it's like, and you've got to think, like, how much of a better movie it would have been yeah. if, well, for Batman Returns, yeah, but there's no saving Batman Forever. Mm-hmm. There's also a purple Batman suit in his vault, I've heard, and I would have loved, I would have given anything to see Prince wearing a purple Batman suit. You want to hear a weird story? Yeah. When I was a kid... We would go down to LBI, Long Beach Island, and people said, people had been saying that um, somebody famous had a house on LBI, mm-hmm. which isn't very surprising because it's a really nice place. Mm-hmm. But people were saying that uh, uh, Billy Joel had a house on LBI. And we're driving down Long Beach Boulevard one, it's like, like end, of, end of June. I'm, you know, I'm in the way back of the of the station wagon, mm-hmm. like facing the back, like yeah, facing, yeah. You know, facing the rear. I used I to love, love that. that. <laughs> Felt like I was a gunner in a band, in like a B fifty two. Like, but um, so we're going down the boulevard, and like we get like we're passing one of the, one of the biggest houses on the on on the island, mm-hmm. and like you, you could like ski off of this roof. It was a huge fucking house, and I looked to my left. You know, because I'm facing the wrong way. And my dad's pointing out the passenger window. He says, I think that's the house that Billy Joel lives in. And I looked to my left, and I swear to God, I saw Prince and Billy Joel. Wow. Partying on the deck of his beach house. And I swear to God, he was what he looked like. He was almost like a purple Batman. I couldn't no really way. get. It was so quick. I didn't get a really good look. But like, and he wore a lot of like capes and fancy yeah, jackets yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But like, he was dancing on top of a piano, and it looked like he was swinging a, like a Batman cape. God damn! And this awesome. was like what the year after, two years after Batman had come out on you know come out in theaters, and the whole world was changed by 
Batman yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Wow. That, yeah. Wow. So I, I have no way of corroborating this. I've like, uh, but because it was a rumor that I heard when I was a kid that Billy Joel had a house there. And I remember just, I remember just looking to my left and seeing one of the weirdest, coolest parties from like a hundred yards away. Wow. And I swear to God, it was Prince on that fucking piano. I so if so. I ever, if I ever meet Billy Joel, I have like, I have, I have questions. Yeah. <laughs> I hope somebody invents a memory machine to extract that image from your mind. You know, I'd rather they didn't. Cause I, I feel see like, it. Uh, no, no. Like, I'm sure it would be great to see that, but I'm just, I feel like that technology would be used for evil. Uh, probably, yeah. Okay. So, all right. So we're going to, we're both going <laughs> to agree that in our top five Batman soundtrack yes. is definitely in there. All right. Um, let's see. Back to the future. Cool. The Back to the Future soundtrack is definitely up there for me. Um, the Rushmore soundtrack. You ever see that movie, Rushmore? No. No? Really? I don't think Wes so. Wes Anderson flick? Oh, you, were, you and Connor were talking about that. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that a couple episodes ago. But yeah, the soundtrack is really, huh. really good. Um, Pulp Fiction. Mm. I mean, dude. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and and you know what I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Kill Bill Volume One and Two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that was a good. You know, one. not 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 Quentin Tarantino and to the RZA because yeah, oh Tarantino, man, Tarantino's always got good he's music. always got great music and like and like you know right up there with it too is uh, Martin Scorsese. Mm. I, I, the the music that he that he picks for his films are always just it's like he he never picks a bad song for the right moment. Mm. Like uh, you ever see Goodfellas? Nope. Really? Yeah, I'm I'm letting you down tonight, Nick. I'm no, it's sorry. okay. No, uh, I'm I'm just giving you homework. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's this great scene in Goodfellas. So I'm not I'm not even gonna tell you what the scene is. And, and if you're listening to this and and you know what I'm talking about, uh, you know the song Atlantis by Donovan. Probably way down below the ocean. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So there's this great scene in that movie, in Goodfellas. And that song's playing, and it's one of the most iconic moments in film history. I, I'm, so, I'm, I'm not surprised you haven't seen Goodfellas. It doesn't like blow me away. Like what the fuck? Yeah, I, yeah. I tried to find it um, on Netflix or something, and it wasn't there. Every time I want to watch something, I think classic it's. On I Netflix, think it might be not. on Netflix right now because look, with with, uh, oh. with uh, the Irishman being on Netflix, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, like yeah. a good a good portion of Scorsese's back catalog is on there. Like Mean Streets oh, cool. is up there, um, and Taxi Driver is up there right now. Mm. We're not. Wait, we should stop talking about Netflix because they're not paying us. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, we're just so, gonna beep it out. Is that my five? Uh, that's five. That's five. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was, that was my first question. Okay. So you go with your first question, unless your first question was top five movies soundtracks. <laughs> no, no. It wasn't. Question uh, my first question is, who would you say are your top three like influences or like artists that you kind of think about when you're writing stuff? Or maybe not even that you think about, but like when you're writing, you're like, oh, this reminds me of this. Um, that's good. I... <clears throat> When I was when I was when I was younger, uh, it was definitely uh, John Lennon mm-hmm. and and uh, and and def- like you know and Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. Just then, like I know he didn't write a lot of his own stuff, but like yeah, um, performance though. But uh, but just I would like you know a lot of Elvis tunes kind of like sneak their snuck their way into my my early songwriting mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I don't know, like like I was working on a song last week. I was just I just showed it to you, I just showed you a little bit of it before. Um but the <laughs> um I had been listening to a lot of Paul Simon that day. And then like the day I you know, like before I like you know, before that evening came and I, I started I I really quickly wrote down all those words and mm-hmm. and started singing it, but I had been listening to a lot of Paul Simon that day. So Paul Simon's definitely one of my influences. Cool. Um and uh, Robert Plant, yeah, uh, not just not just Led Zeppelin either. Uh, his like, a lot of his later stuff, I've really really thoroughly enjoyed. Like he's he is a really good songwriter and a great storyteller, um, and definitely a lot of Jerry Garcia. Hmm. Um, like I feel like I feel like anytime I'm talking about death, Jerry kind of creeps into my mind a little bit. Huh? Yeah. How about for Why you? Is that? 
Uh, well, uh, why? Why does? Uh, well, uh, if, if you listen to a lot of Grateful Dead um, songs that deal with darker, darker uh, subject matter that deal with death and with pain and 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 struggles, those those tend to be songs that were written by Jerry. Mm. Um, and they they and, and I don't know. They those are always. They've, they've always been the songs that I've kind of been drawn towards hmm. in, in the in the Grateful Dead catalog. Um, it's songs that Jerry wrote, uh, or like wrote the words. You know, it was always, it was always like a collaborative thing yeah. with the Dead, and they had and they had guys that came in and, and wrote with them, like like Hunter who just passed away like four months ago, I think three months ago. But like they've had, you know, there were there were collaborative deals that happened with the Dead, but most of the songs that dealt with mortality. Hmm. Were were Jerry songs, hmm. and Jerry was one of those kind of, you know, kind of those. He 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 did. A, he had a lot of demons, uh. and he never really got. He never really got a chance to address all of his demons. He kind of he kind of let him. He let those demons take take over for quite a large portion of his life. Uh. So, I don't know. I feel like I've learned from his mistakes. Hmm. That's that's a big thing. Yeah. So like you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not afraid of death. I'm not a but you know, and it's it, you know, it's not something that makes me uncomfortable to think about. Like you know, it's the end. It's you know, it's the end of it. It's the end of the circle. But it's mm -hmm. still a circle. You know. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, that's I feel like that's one of the reasons I was always drawn to Jerry more than like a Phil song. Huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, what was that question again? Oh yeah, right. top three songwriters. So uh, yeah. So what are yours? Well, I, I have to say um, Rush, definitely big time. And uh, not, you would think I would say that because of Getty Lee. But really, it's um, it's Alex Lyson. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote a lot of their stuff. Yeah, and I, I really, um, I look up to him, especially in his later era guitar work, because it wasn't all like, uh, you know, solos and... Uh, and uh, bluesy riffs and shit. Like, you talking about like like uh, roll the bones? Yeah, like, yeah. Like that you know, was like you know and I, I was never a big. Beat. I was never yeah. a huge Rush fan, mm -hmm. and one of the reasons was I never really liked Geddy Lee's voice. Hmm. That's a lot of people. Yeah, say that. it's just it just kind of I don't know. It was like you know, but still good storytelling, mm -hmm. and that's exactly what this question is about because. It's it's about telling the story and yeah. and Alex Lifeson wrote a lot of their hits. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, his you know, I I, I really appreciate that um you know, using using your guitar as uh as a part of the orchestra rather than just being a guitar player. Right. Yeah, no, he he uh, he's he's a, he's a he's a fucking great musician. Yeah. yeah. Really, and like you can't really like guy like and my opinion about Getty's voice, I mean Take it with a grain of salt, people, but like they are three of the greatest fucking musicians to ever come out of Canada. Mm -hmm. You know, thanks, Canada. Yeah, certainly. It, it you know, almost makes up for Justin Bieber. To, to be, you know, <laughs> not only a band, but to be best friends for 40 years is fucking incredible. Right? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, like that, cool. that, God, that's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I've, um, I've been friends with Mikey since we were, uh, I was 14 and he was 13, mm -hmm. and I still find myself wanting to strangle him on like a weekly basis. And I don't even see him every week, but like there's at least one point in the week where I just want to, I just want to like knock him over the head with a cue stick. Oh, just, yeah. just, <laughs> everybody feels that way about, about even their best friends. Oh yeah, that's what love is. That's what love is. Is repressing all the times you want to murder that person. Expression. <laughs> Um, my, another big influence for me is you know, we were talking about this yesterday. Thin Lizzy, mm. I fucking love them. That's another thing, like guitar that really served the purpose other than just being the guitar. Like the like the dual leads is is, is awesome, and I feel I, I don't know if I don't know, just maybe talking out of my ass here, but that I think that has to do with you know them being from Ireland and all that Irish music had. You know, a lot of, um, uh, you know, like a, a bunch of instruments doing harmonies and stuff like that. So well, Phil was so fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> like you can't get around it. Yeah, like his, he his was base, like I, he he would do stuff like he'd put flanger on his bass and like phaser and and you know he played with a pick which is well he just he, he just he just had such a he had such a cool strut. Mm-hmm. He was so he was like you know like I I never had the chance to see Thin Lizzy you know yeah. play because you know he died when I think I was. I don't think I was born yet. When did when did when did Phil die? I don't know. It was like was it late seventies? Yeah, it was either that or early eighties. Was like yeah, but I was, I was like yeah, like no chance I got to see him. But um, but in the videos I've seen and like you know like concert footage that I've mm-hmm. seen, he just was like this He's ringmaster so cool. up there. Yeah. He just pulled everybody into his into his attitude. Everybody came and just you know. Sucked at his teat. <laughs> Take the milk of human kindness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're they're cool, and yeah, that coolness factor is another thing that I, I think I kind of, um, if I may say so, inherited myself from listening to them. Number three for me would be uh, Incubus slash Ben Kenny, the bass player from Incubus. Yeah, yeah, his solo stuff is so fucking good. I never really got into Incubus. Oh, I love him. I mean, the the early stuff I don't really dig that much, but everything from Make Yourself afterwards, I really they were really, uh, that's really a, that's another it. Canadian band, right? Incubus, no, no, no. Where are they from? From L.A. L.A. Well, actually, okay. Ben Kenny's from New Jersey. He's from Brielle, New Jersey. No kidding. Yep, one of my one of my. I did not know that. One of my uh, former bandmates from a while ago. His who's much older than me. His bands played. Um, they played a show somewhere here in Morris County with Ben's band when he huh. was a young lad. Shit, yeah, super hmm. grub. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Huh. And he's he's a really cool guy too. I just I, who am I, I love, thinking of? I love the way that, that you know it's another thing. Mike who, what's the what's the band I'm thinking of that was from Canada? Came out around the same time. I don't know. Mm. Oh well, must not be important. Yeah, Mike, the the guitar player, he's another guy who he's nasty at guitar, but he also, you know, does other things with it. Yeah. And Ben's bass playing is just—it's so cool. Like the inversions and stuff that he does on the, on the basses. Oh, oh, and and Brandon's voice. Oh, and the drums. Oh, and even the 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 DJ guys playing keyboards now, and he's great. And they're one of the best live shows I've ever seen. It's just really, really fun music, um, really inventive, I think, and always changing. So I, I appreciate that, too. So when I'm writing stuff, those, those are the three bands that come to mind. It's like, oh, I see, I see where I got that from. Okay, I get it. Right on. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's nice to, you know, you think, you know, I mean, we're all influenced by something. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... Like you, you go all the way back to like you know, yeah, like Homer Simpson. No, oh. the original Homer. Oh, yeah, you know? the Iliad Homer. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> like that's you know that he wrote that inspired by something. Mm-hmm. We all take inspiration from something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know as as we as time goes on, we keep getting. There's more opportunities. There's more things to be influenced by, and it's, there's you know there's so much to pick from. So it's really cool. You know, it's it's nice to be in yeah. touch with that idea, yeah. and, and like, you know, and it's funny because like I've, like I've written songs and like and I, like I had this one song called uh, "Back to You," and uh, first time it was ever recorded was was me, Mike, and Connor in Connor's bedroom, Mike. Years ago, oh, like it's on YouTube, right? It is on YouTube, yeah. and uh, yeah, if you look up Nick Kena, back to you, or nothing pleases Mark, all one word, back to you, um, it it pops up. That was the name of the band for five minutes. <laughs> I was so excited about the name of the band, so I made a YouTube page, and it's still fucking there. But uh, but I wrote that song. We played we played it out a handful of times, and every time we played it out, people have walked up to me and been like, "Hey, man, what?" What Zeppelin album is that off of? <laughs> and I'm like, I, none Zeppelins? Like, <laughs> I wrote that. I, I wrote that song. Zero? Yeah. I, I wrote that song. Like, that sounds like a, lot, a lot like a Led Zeppelin song. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't surprise me at all because I fucking love Led Zeppelin, so I'm pretty sure it bled through. Yeah. You know? 
you know, writing blues songs, writing it, you know, it's, it's a, it, it is a blues song. It's an electric blues song. So, yeah, it's going to have some Zeppelin influence to it, you know, like. Of course. You know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna Greta Van Fleet it and say, oh yeah, we never listened to Zeppelin because yeah, I fucking listened to a shitload of Led Zeppelin because they're the fucking best, you know. Mm. Okay, so now right. it's your turn to ask a question now. Or is, wait, is wait, no, you no, just no, asked, you just asked question, one. Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna go out of order. <laughs> I'm going out of order because I want to save this question. Mm. Okay. All right, Dill. You're having a shit day. You get home. What's the go-to album? Not song. I mean, you're gonna de- you're gonna dedicate the next like hour and thirty and listen to an album like you're cover to cover. What's an album cover to cover that you can listen to any time you're having a bad time and feel better? Oh, oh, ooh, that uh, hmm, that's a that's a really good question. Um, I thought so. Well, let me look in my uh, recently played on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Been having a couple of shit days lately. Uh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, you know, it's just I'm sick and shit. Um, you know what? Um, Power Windows by Rush. What's um? I'm sure that had a uh, big money on it. Okay. Um, I might skip the last song, Mystic Rhythms. I don't really like that one too much. But I could do that or uh, Signals, also by Rush. That that that's that album used to help me uh, sleep. I think it was the summer after fourth grade. I got into that album, and my room was so fucking hot, and I would just I would, <laughs> I would put on that album, and and it would it would just relax me so much. It was great. So that's my every time summertime comes around, I, I throw on uh, throw on Signals and. You know that, you know subdivisions. How it opens up. Bam, 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 bam. Every time I hear that, I'm like, <laughs> that can pull me out of any bad mood. That's a good one. Yeah, actually, um, you know, I could, I could put on any Rush album, and I would, that would do the trick. For me, it would have to be um, physical graffiti. Ooh. Double album. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to spend time on this. Mm-hmm. If I'm really that bummed out, yeah, we're getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like <laughs> Or um, Eric Clapton, 461 Ocean Boulevard. You know, I never really listened to him very much. His his, uh, his solo stuff uh, in, the, in, in the 70s was just so... F- Fucking pr- prolific. Hmm. Um, there was Eric Clapton, like the self-titled, and then right after that was Four Sixty One Ocean Boulevard, and that's that's the album he got sober. Oh, and Four Sixty Four Sixty One Ocean Boulevard. That was the like the address he had where he dried out, huh. where he got help and like cleaned up and wrote this record. Wow. Um, but yeah, so that 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 album, Eric Clapton, self-titled. 461 Ocean Boulevard. Yeah, those are those are two albums, and then physical and yeah, physical graffiti. Mm. Those are albums I could always just put on, and yeah, I'm I'm good now. Cool. <laughs> he also had a great. Um, he had, he put out he put out a record uh, called EC. You know, just yeah, his initials, right. and the I, I the album's great, but the album art is the best because it's just cleavage. <laughs> I haven't nope. seen it. You don't see nipples. You don't see the nips. No, you can't. But it's see that. just this perfectly like oiled and well lit set of boobs. <laughs> it's just cleavage. It's just cleavage. It's just uh it just makes you feel better. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, the presentation. Goes I know what I like. <laughs> and I like bibs. So like, yeah, those yeah, those those are my uh like go to's. I gotta say, if I'm in a bad mood and I want to stay in a bad mood, um, there's this one album. Um, Why would you want to? Well, because sometimes you just want to feel it. You want to stew in it. You want to really be like. Rrr, rrr. I'll put on um, this album by a band called Every Time I Die. <laughs> it's called X Lives, and it's just it's so it's so heavy and fast and and very. Uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, southern molasses in there. That is good. That's good. Hmm. I'll check those knuckleheads I, I mean, I'll put that on when I'm in a good mood, too. But, you know, sometimes when you're in a bad mood, you want to hear somebody else in a bad mood. 
You know, it's funny. Whenever I'm in a good mood, I'll just put music on. Like, I won't even care. Like, I'll just I'll just go to, like, iHeartRadio or, you know, or Google Play or Spotify. And just listen to whatever comes on. And just, yeah, and just hit random and just whatever flows slows. I just, like, I just, I, I, always, I always have music playing, like, throughout my day. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm playing video games. I got music on. I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching, a, I'm watching reruns of a TV show. I probably have music playing softly in the background at the same time. And, <laughs> oh, I can't do that. And it, 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 it pisses off so many people. Like I, I remember, like um, when I when I when we still lived, when, I, when I still lived in Cedar Knolls, we had a we were still living in, in the house I grew up in. But like friends would come over, and like South Park would be on TV, mm-hmm. and like Black Sabbath would be playing. Wow, what a mix! And they're like, why don't why don't you just pick one? I'm like. Why should I have to pick? <laughs> this show cracks me up. This song's awesome. So I'm just living my best life. Right. <laughs> you know? But, like, I don't know. It was just one of those, like, I, you know, I would, I would, music's always got to be there. But, but if I need to be adjusted, there are go to albums mm-hmm. that I will put on to, like, like force an attitude adjustment on mm-hmm. myself. And it's, it's physical graffiti. And it's those two Eric Clapton albums. They do it every time. Awesome. Every fucking time. Every time. They're also great to screw to. Ooh. Now we're now we're the Dr. Ruth show. Not not quite yet. We haven't gotten to my <laughs> we haven't gotten to my next question. Well But it's uh, your turn to ask a question. Yeah, and it's a, kind of a funny segue. What's your favorite instrument? My favorite musical instrument to hear? No, to use on somebody. No, your favorite music instrument. Like to like yeah like what what would you think the coolest instrument is that I that like when I'm listening to it yeah whatever whatever um you know saxophone really yeah I was gonna say the same thing it's dude it 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 can tell so many stories yeah the saxophone I've I've read is um, the closest sound to the human voice. Hmm. As far as an instrument goes, so, or, or like the most similar something about it, I guess. No, it's very like you know, breathy, and it, it, you can get you can get gargly with it, and yeah, I see what you're saying. I, 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 can see I see what you're saying. I just like the the sax appeal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there, there. Um, yes. no, it's so cool. It, it, it can be so. Heady mm-hmm. and so like light, yeah, and it can be this deep, thick thing as right. well. And, and you it's, know, saxophones are in symphonies, and, and they're also in Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, because you know? there, there's something there. There's mm-hmm. like when, like when you got a sax player. We were just talking about this mm-hmm. about "Can't You Hear Me Knocking" by the Rolling Stones, and we need to like Lady Marmalade and Spanakopita to supergroup. Yeah. And play Can't You Hear Me Knocking, and you play the saxophone. I'm so down. Because you play the saxophone. I love the saxophone. It's such a fucking cool instrument. It, it is. really is. Yeah, it's saxophone. It's also really easy to play. Well, I mean, is it? You know, it gets it gets. Because that cool. was like, it's actually like a fallback question I had. I didn't write it down, but it's in my head. Uh-huh. Saxophones, colon, how does it work? Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's pretty easy. Like the keys are laid out like really linearly. Yeah, but the whole you know, I, it's funny because like I I, I, I I see that. Uh-huh. It's the reed. Oh, it's that's the not hard. blowing, and my teeth are kind of fucked up. So like I, I I've tried to I've tried to blow through a reed and I feel the vibration go through my jaw and I feel like my teeth are just gonna fall out. Yeah, it is it is uncomfortable at first. The um, so uh, for those of you who don't know the way that you. Um, your yeah, umbrella on the saxophone mouthpiece is that there's a, a like a plastic part on the top, and then the reed. This is wooden thing that's on the bottom, and that's the part that moves. And you put your teeth on the top, the plastic part, and you roll your bottom lip over your bottom teeth and press down on the reed. I hope you're all listening. And, and taking this impromptu saxophone lesson <laughs> and learning about umbridge. So, yeah, at first it's really uncomfortable to have your teeth on this hard part on the top. Mm-hmm. And um, over time you might like get a little indent in there that your teeth can kind of stick into. And on the bottom you're going to get a callus on the inside of your lip, which is a little weird at first. But hmm. 
it's funny. I, um, I've, 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 I've known a few horn players over the years, but uh, I've, I've, had, I've had the pleasure of, of meeting and, and getting to know a little bit uh, Tom Bones Malone. Mm-hmm. And he'll, he'll, he, lives, he lives in, uh, in, in North Jersey. And he happens to hang out in a few of the restaurants that I work in. And he'll pop in and we'll talk and we'll, we'll BS. And he does this thing and it just cracks me up. He just does like satchmo mouth. Blows just like out. like like a blowfish <laughs> while we're talking. And it's like, but I know what he's doing. He's actually like he's he's talking and. Work like working out his muscles at the same time. Like yeah. it's like a tick, you know, for horn players. I've seen it. I've seen it with a few horn players. And there's guys like, like guys that play sax. Like yeah, yeah. I, I find to like to like, like to like grind their lips against their teeth to like work that cows and 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 brass players, trumpet and, and trombone players like Tom Bones Malone will like blow their mouth out like a puffer fish or mm-hmm. like a blowfish make this big make, make their mouth as big as possible then bring it back yeah. in and bring it back out. It's funny I haven't thought about it but I do I do tend to like you know like I'll, I'll like lick the inside of my bottom lip or like you know bite bite the bottom lip and I guess I guess it's from the saxophone room my life. No, it made my life a lot better. <laughs> Thanks dad. <laughs> My dad was a sax player. I know. We, we, we covered this in the Dylan interview. Oh, that's right. I that's was right. there. Uh, you were there. Okay, so that was my uh, second question. All right. right. I, I think we're, we're two for two right now, right? We are. Oh, well, I think maybe we should take a little break. I'm going to go blow my nose. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back, please. We, yeah, you know, yeah, we're going to take a little break, and, uh, and then Dylan and I are going to play a song. Yeah. We're not really entirely sure how that's going to go. Oh, we've done or what before. song we're going to play, but we're going to fucking do it. We've impromptu, we've done impromptu things before. I got faith. Me too. I got faith. All right. Two, three, four.
the airing of grievances written yes. just yesterday by our own Dylan Jacobus um a couple of days before but finished yesterday finished yesterday yes. yeah I, I got I got the text message around 3 30 uh, this morning yeah, stuff like that I'm, and I'm usually up around then but I wasn't because turkey, turkey coma took full yeah. hold of, of my spine and mm. I had to fall down and go to sleep and yeah, fart I a lot. Did, I didn't stuff myself as much as I didn't do. I didn't go crazy but just I don't I, I, I don't, you know, really ha- I don't really have big meals anymore. Like yeah, I have like a the, lot of little meals. Right, so the, when I have like a big meal, it just knocks me the fuck out. Yeah, the, the older I get, the more uncomfortable I get when I've eaten too much. Yeah, yeah. But part of me just kind of wanted to just eat my emotions yesterday, so mm-hmm. I just did that. Well, you, I saw that you ate a couple of taquitos earlier. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm still kind of on the spender Usually eating that's my junk thing, food. But yeah, yeah. Mm. I resisted tonight. I'm, 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 I'm. I, 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 you know, it's I, okay. I, I couldn't resist. I just had to have those dollar right. thirty nine taquitos. Yeah, I mean, you can't beat it. But uh, they taste good. They, 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 they taste. They taste like food. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a food. We're not going to split hairs about it, but you know, but yeah. So that was the airing of grievances, and it will be produced and up somewhere yeah. by. Festivus, which I, is December twenty third. So. Yeah, December twenty third is Festivus, and I want I want this song to be out for in, in time for Festivus. Because be. I mean, if you can jump on the marketing of it, you know. Yeah, right. It, I mean, it's really like a year long song, but you know, I've always I've actually always wanted to write a song called "The Airing of Grievances," and I'm happy it finally happens. There was there was one before this, and it was, pff, I threw that one away. So. Oh, there's so many songs you, we throw away mm-hmm. in this in this nonsense thing we do of writing songs like you, you know, lazy words and etc. Yeah, but yeah, kids. Once again, you've been listening to Yeah Good, and this has been a very weird and very uh, odd uh, way we've done this. We we took some Q and A from you guys. We asked each other questions, and uh, I feel like we all learned a little something here. Not a lot, but a little, a little. I mean, we didn't we didn't solve world hunger. We didn't crack the code, but we figured out you know red pill, blue pill, blue pill at least you know like simple stuff. <laughs> I think I think I don't know what do, what do you think, Dylan? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna leave you like that. <laughs> oh! no, 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 it hurts. I'm not gonna <laughs> You can't just cloak, like cut to the clinkies. No, no cut to the clinkies. I think um, you, you know this is this is a uh, an exercise in improvisation. Yeah, well, it, just something as a musician, you should always uh, be ready to do. Oh yes, you have to be. You have to have the ability to fake it till you make it. Or, you know, another way of putting it is, you know, just shit your pants and dive into the pool. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you know, just be ready for anything. And, yeah. 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 And uh, sometimes it's slow-pitch softball. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes you got Raleigh Fingers behind the bound there, and he's just going to fucking throw you at 98s, and you're going to get hit in the head. <laughs> but this is a good show. It was. I think we I, had a lot of fun. a lot of fun. Yeah. You know what? This is exactly what we need on a holiday weekend. Just have, have fun. Yeah. Just taking it easy. Making it easy, having fun with it, yeah. and uh, yeah, we talked about uh, we talked about sex, we talked about music, we talked about songwriting, mm-hmm. we talked about what we don't like about songwriting, what we do, what we do like about songwriting. Mm-hmm. I think we covered a lot of a lot of ground here. Yeah, yeah, we did yeah. it all, and we still we still can agree that George Lucas is a piece of shit. Oh God, you know, eventually it's gonna get words gonna get out that we've been saying all this shit about George Lucas and like. But I'm not. I'm not scared because, like, what's the worst that happens? A bunch of stormtroopers show up at the door of OMS, and they shoot at us and they miss. Bring it on. 
Any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> Just saying, they're terrible shots. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like there was like a, like like a, like a downgrading in the clones over the years. Like they didn't get the same caliber of of stormtrooper. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Started outsourcing it to other places. Yeah, yeah. Like all of a sudden, they're like they're getting them from like Ottawa. <laughs> Like, you know, they're, they're, they're getting New Zealand stormtroopers and like, oh, well, that's nice. I like the plastic pop pants, but, you know, I don't really like parcels of being holding a gun there. Right? Oh, crikey, it kicks. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Lord of the Rings is filmed in New Zealand. A lot of movies are filmed in New Zealand. Yeah. A lot of pornos are filmed in New Zealand. We're getting really off topic. Yeah. We should probably wrap this up before yeah, it gets any it. weirder. You good? Yeah, let's clink. You good? I guess we're good. Folks, you've been listening to You Good, hosted by Nick Kina and produced by me, Dylan Jacobus. Intro and outro music written, recorded, and performed by the very same fellas. And as always, this show is brought to you by the Original Music School, your one-stop shop for lessons, production, and recordings such as this. Be sure to follow You Good on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Play. And please give us five stars. And thank your lucky stars. We'll be back next week with a brand new guest and brand new tunes for your ears to enjoy. Stay safe. Don't talk to strangers. And tune in next time for You Good? You Good. <laughs>